You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 14th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is Nash Walker, Red Earth Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins. Twins have uh, 16 games remaining, seven against the Toronto Blue Jays. And that is significant because the Blue Jays are currently in a wild card spot, but they are battling with the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's going to be two of those three, I think. Seattle on the outskirts, certainly not out of it. Oakland, certainly not out of it. I think two or three games back for those clubs, depending on what happened tonight. But Toronto very much needs to win, and they play the Twins seven times. And before you ask, there is a, a series this weekend against the Blue Jays in Toronto. Uh, Jose Brios is not slated to start in that series. Jose started tonight, so he will not um, pitch in that series. But he pitched very well tonight. Toronto lost, um, but Jose was awesome. I think they lost 2 nothing, but he was great. And for the most part, he's been really good for them. He had some blow-up outings at the beginning, but he's been Jose Brios. I mean, he has his dominant showings. He has some where he blows up a little bit. And then he has a lot right in the middle, just really solid outings where he gives you Six, seven innings of, uh, you know, two, three run ball where he's um, he's very good. So Twins played Toronto seven times. They put the Cubs twice at Wrigley. Three times they played Detroit and then three games to finish off at Kansas City. They have one more game with Cleveland tomorrow. They had a doubleheader today. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Joe Ryan. We'll talk about Ben Rortvit. We'll talk about Nick Gordon. We'll talk about 2022, how those guys factor into 2022 because that's what matters. We'll talk about Jose Miranda, Simeon Woods Richardson, Charlie Barnes, all looking toward 2022. So until the end of the season, we have 14 episodes left of Lockdown Twins. And it's wild. Like I think about it feels like it's been a long time this year. It feels like there's been a lot of episodes, but at the same time, it feels like it, it went by so fast. It always does. Like I remember April. I remember early on in this twin season, and at times I don't want to remember early on in this twin season, but I also think about it, and it does feel like it's been a long time too. It feels like uh, this season has lasted forever in a lot of ways, and I think it's because it's been – as disappointing as it is. But as always, thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If you've been listening all summer, thank you. If you've been listening since 2019 when I started this podcast, we're approaching 500 episodes, uh, which is just unbelievable to me. 500 episodes. And we have a full offseason planned. Really excited for this offseason and to see what the Twins do in free agency, on the trade market, what they do with their best player, Byron Buxton. I mean, there may not be a more interesting club this offseason than your twins I mean I think it's it's going to be very very interesting and when you look toward 2022 as we do a very important part of 2022 is filling out the rotation the most important part of their offseason I'd say outside of their decision on Byron Buxton I think that in itself is a very important decision but filling out the rotation how they decide to do that is important and all we've seen thus far from Joe Ryan and from Bailey Ober, and Bailey Ober, especially since July 1st, is that these guys are very much 
in the picture for the rotation in 2022. Joe Ryan started today. I was really interested to see, and you can follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. I tweeted this morning from my account that I was very interested to see how Joe Ryan would fare because this is his second straight start against Cleveland. He went six perfect innings against them last time out in Cleveland, went seven innings, gave up one hit, no runs, just dominated their lineup. And it is worth saying that Cleveland's lineup is not very good, and it's worth saying that the Cubs' lineup's not very good. That was Joe Ryan's debut club he faced. But I was interested to see, because the biggest thing with him is how are teams going to adjust to his fastball? It is deceptive. It does have that carry. It does have that ride. He's In his delivery, he has a lot of deception, and that fastball will get on you fast. On quickly, fastball will get on you fast. But for both Ober and Ryan, who have similar qualities with their fastball, how are teams going to adjust? How will teams in the division adjust as they see Ryan over and over and over again? So this was a barometer outing for me. And, and yeah, Cleveland's lineup's bad, but these are professional hitters. And they make adjustments. This is the, the best league in the world. They make adjustments. So how was he going to do a second straight start? He was phenomenal. Uh, just phenomenal in this game. Was I mean, I think slated to probably complete this game. He gave up a solo homer to Bradley Zimmer, but otherwise just just tremendous. I mean, I thought he mixed it. Mixed his pitches just super well, especially early on, and especially to Jose Ramirez and Framiro Reyes. And the fastball was was super effective again. I mean, it was on those guys quick. They didn't adjust to it. They looked just as flummoxed as they did last week. It, it looked the same. Joe Ryan, unfortunately, left after taking a liner to his hand-slash-wrist. It was, a, I think, a mile straw line drive and the good news is that the x-rays are negative there was a lot of fear and it was just fitting for this twin season to have joe ryan get hit and be knocked out whether he misses time remains to be seen whether he's able to finish this season with the twins remains to be seen but like i said 16 games left it's like three turns in the rotation right um and this is kind of a, a shambles rotation at this point but it's not like if his season is over I think there's plenty that we've seen to like. 17 innings, 2.12 ERA, 23% strikeout rate, 3.3% walk rate. And I said when he came up, I said with Matt Braun, if Joe Ryan has a good September, tiny sample against some bad lineups, but if Joe Ryan has a good September, pencil him in for 2022. And I think that's exactly what's happened. Opponents are hitting 121 off him. His whip is 0.53. His FIP is 340. I mean, just really solid numbers across the board. And you can you can look at the stat line and be impressed, but I think when you watch him pitch, it's impressive. He works very, very quickly. Joe Ryan might set an MLB record next year for quickest game time in his starts. And I hope that's not true because I hope the Twins offense is not getting mowed down in his starts. I hope they're giving him run support. It's kind of they've had trouble doing that. But I think he works quicker than, than any pitcher I've seen. I mean, he works so, so fast. And Morneau always talks about Mark Burley on the broadcast. That's a really good comp, I think, for the speed. But he just works quickly. He's confident. He knows he's going to get you out or he's confident that he'll get you out. And he just makes you beat him. And, and Joe Ryan's been fantastic for the Twins. And I hope we do get to see him again this year. We will see. The good news is, again, that X-ray is negative. Let's talk more about this game. More about some other guys for next year after the break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. 
Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's promo code locked on. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. All one word for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Twins got their first run in this opener today of this doubleheader. Ben Rortvet singled and Anderson Simmons doubled. And that's, you love to see that from the bottom of the lineup, right? Uh, but Rortvet. You know, I think this year we've seen the arm. He's got a great arm behind the plate. He's a good framer. He's a competitor. I think he's getting to know the pitching staff. 38 games, he's hitting 163. His weighted runs created plus is 30, so 70% below league average. He's a big guy. We've seen him hit some big home runs, opposite field home runs at target field. I think he's going to have power. I don't know if it's a case of him not – I mean, it is a case of him clearly not being ready. The The line is is bad. I mean, his on-base percentage is 226. He's slugging 244. I'm of the belief that Ben Rortvet, because he's a good defender, because he has a good arm, because he seems to kind of help young pitcher. Like, it seems like he with his framing, he he's an asset behind the plate, certainly. If he can just get up to like an 80 or an 85 weighted runs created plus, and that's a huge jump, but in the grand scheme, that's just becoming a more productive hitter, and it, it's easy to to get up from where his line's at because it it's so poor. I think he's going to be a good backup catcher. I think he can end up being your left-handed backup catcher that starts against righties, you know, maybe 25 30% of games. And then Ryan Jeffers, who had a great day today, and – Someone I think people have given up on too quickly or have decided is not good too quickly would be your primary catcher after Mitch Garver is a free agent in 2023 after the 2023 season, if that happens. But I think Rortvik can get there. I like the way that the ball comes off his bat at times. Just you know, a lot of swing and miss, and the discipline hasn't always been there. But I think he can get there, and, and because he's a good defender, I think he's going to stick, and I hope that's true. Talked about Jeffers, really good day at the plate. He went three for three in the uh, the second game that the Twins won. They came back and won the second game. It was really nice to see the game uh, Charlie Barnes started. And Jeffers was a catalyst. Two-run homer, two-run double, just great at the plate. I think Jeffers can be – he has to can, he has to be more patient, and I think the swing and miss comes and goes for him. Needs to be more consistent in that way too. I think he can be like a 325, 330 on base guy with with pop, with like a 400 slugging percentage. And that's a really good catcher considering that he is a solid framer too and that he's pretty good behind the plate. I think Jeffers is going to be their catcher of the future. And you're, you see what he's capable of doing at the plate. I think Twins fans have to remember that Ryan Jeffers was drafted as a bat-first positionless player out of UNC Wilmington, I believe. Uh, was where he went to school in North Carolina. Drafted as a bat-first player, and they, they didn't think he could catch. But, you know, he said, I, I never really had someone who taught me how to catch until I was in pro ball. And then he learned how to catch, and he became a really good framer and, and became a solid catcher. And then he already had the hit tool, already had the ability to hit, hit at double A in 2019, and was called up last year and, and was pretty good for the Twins in that shortened season, filling in for Mitch Garver, who was injured and, and ineffective for much of that, that shortened year. 
So there's a lot to like about Jeffers. Just from a baseline standpoint, he could already hit. He's going through it a little bit. He goes through these stretches where he does need to be more consistent at the plate. But I think we see enough of him where, you know, we've seen enough good things from him where you can see him becoming that primary catcher, becoming a really good hitter and a potential middle of the order bat, you know, fifth or sixth in the order, potentially mid to, to lower, you know, half of the order. I think he could become. I, I like Ryan Jeffers a lot. I think he's still so young in terms of major league at bats that it's important to remember he he has not many at-bats under his belt. And as he continues to get more, I think he'll continue to be more consistent. And I hope that's the case. Nick Gordon, another clutch hit today. Clutch Gordon. We're going to start calling him Clutch Gordon. I'm not the biggest believer in players being clutch. I think that's sometimes misconstrued because it's hard to believe that someone can just become better in a certain moment. But Nick Gordon has done that. Uh, 59 games, he's hitting just 240 with a 295 on base percentage. Way to run scored at plus 75, so 25% below league average. Hasn't had a good year at the plate for the Twins, but he has hit really well in big spots, and people remember that. It does matter, and he had a big hit tonight. I like Nick Gordon. I say that all the time, that I like Nick Gordon. But we need to be realistic about the fact that he has a 295 on base percentage this year. And I'd say for Gordon, as we know, it's just important. Can he play center field effectively? And we've seen that he can. Can he play some shortstop? I think he can. Can he play second? I think he can. And that's valuable. He played left field today. I think he started in the left in the first game. So he, he's a legit utility guy if he can play in all those spots. And I do think against right-handed pitching, he can be a utility man next year. I hope he is because I, I do think he brings some energy to the club as well. You, know, you always see him smiling in the dugout. And I think guys rally around him too because he is so good in those spots and I don't think that will continue like the stark difference either he will just be a better hitter overall or he'll stop hitting so well in clutch spots but I think it matters and I think he's been he's been really solid when he needs to be Uh, I like Nick Gordon and I think I continue to like him you know watching him progress I don't think he's going to be some great hitter but I think he can be a league average left-handed hitter with some pops steal some bases and and fill in as a utility guy. Speaking of utility guys, let's talk about Rob Snyder. If he fits in next year, the slump that he's in, then we'll talk about Charlie Barnes, Jose Miranda, Simeon Woods Richardson. We've got a lot to get to. Stick around. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. That's directtv.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. 
Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, on there, how did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Rob Raffsnyder this year, 50 games is hitting 248. 325 on base, 343 slug. He's a good example of first impressions really mattering because he was so, so good when he first came up and and kind of in a lot of ways provided a spark when things were so bad for the Twins. But he's largely been poor since coming off the injured list. I like Russ Snyder. Again, like I, in similar way to me liking Nick Gordon as a utility option off the bench as a right-handed bat in the outfield that the Twins need. They need a fourth outfielder that can hit left-handed pitching. That's why Kyle Garlick made the team out of spring training. I think he can be rough Snyder. He can play a little center. He can play in the corners. He can hit lefties. His walk rate's above 10% this year. Strikeout rate is manageable. I think it can be him. It matters how he finishes too, but I think he has adapted as a hitter just in terms of earlier in his career. I think he's more patient now. He always had a decently high walk rate, which I liked, but you've seen him barrel balls more, just not as much recently. I'm still, it's hard for me, like I said, because my first impression of him was so good, but we'll see what happens with him through the rest of the month. I think he deserves playing time just because that's a need on the team in 2022, and he has shown signs of being productive at the plate. Charlie Barnes, 31 and a third this year, Twins left-handed pitching prospect, 661 ERA, strikeout rate not even at 11%, his walk rate is 8.5%. I just don't, I don't, when I watch Charlie Barnes and you look at the numbers, I just don't think he has the stuff to get outs. Uh, if you don't have the stuff, you need command, and we just haven't seen the command. Now, if he sharpens that in this month where he's getting extended looks, you'll have a different outlook. But right now, uh, Charlie Barnes does not fit into the same tier in terms of 2022 as Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. Jose Miranda, I think, fits into the plans for 2022. He went two for six for the Saints tonight with a three-run homer. It was a bomb to left field, out to the sidewalk in left field, almost over the fence onto the highway in left field uh, twins fans wanted to see Miranda I wanted to see Miranda this month but it was just too complicated and I wrote an article at twinsdaily.com you can look up Jose Miranda three ways to get him to Minneapolis twins daily on Google and read why it's just if the twins had decided and they did decide and they they've decided now for the rest of the season that Anderson Simmons was going to continue to play shortstop that they weren't going to move Jorge Polanco to short that Brent Rooker was going to get a look that Rob Raffsnyder will continue to get looks. I'm not saying this is, this is the right call. This is what they decided to do, and all of that blocked Miranda because you have Arise playing third. You have Donaldson playing third when Arise isn't playing third. One of them is DHing. Donaldson usually is DHing. Uh, you have Polanco locked in at second. I think that's the smart choice to keep Polanco at second. They're not going to move him back to short permanently. He, I think he. It, it is true. Like I think part of his offensive breakout this year and staying fresh I would call it a breakout. It's a, it's a career year. Part of him staying fresh, I think, throughout the season because his first half was so great in 2019 and then he fell off in the second half is that there is less defensive stress at second base. I think that matters, and I think they should keep him there. And I think it also opens up an opportunity to get a really good shortstop in free agency or via trade. 
And the offensive bar for shortstops is higher than second baseman now. So Polanco's bat is more valuable at second base than it is at short, but you can fill in a good hitter at short as well and have both of them up the middle, and then you have a better defender at short usually too because Polanco isn't a good defender there. So they didn't want to move him back to short. I agree with that. But that impacts Miranda because he plays second, third, and first. They're giving Miguel Sano time. They continue to give him time, and he's been hitting well for the most part. And we've talked about Miggy a lot too and what what kind of constitutes – what matters in this month and into next year, what the questions are for him in an episode on that uh, last week, if you want to hear more about Miguel Sano and, and looking forward for him. But he's playing first. Again, Arise Donaldson at third, Polanco at second. There's just not a spot for Miranda. One of those was moving Polanco to short and putting Miranda at second, but two reasons. Sammons is staying at short and Polanco's staying at second, <laughs> and then you still have Donaldson and Arise. So it was just too complicated. Uh, but it's fun to watch him just mash. He's no doubt Twins Minor League Hitter of the Year. He will win that award. I think Louis Varlin, the St. Paul native, will win the Minor League Pitcher of the Year award. He's been outstanding at multiple levels. Maybe Winder wins it, but he got shut down. That's going to be a tough call, I think. But Miranda's the runaway winner for Minor League Hitter of the Year. Simeon Woods-Richardson came over with Austin Martin in the Jose Barrios deal from Toronto. Was fantastic tonight, which is great to see. Three innings. No earned runs, no walks, two hits, five strikeouts for Wichita. Dan Hayes reporting the changeup looked very, very good. He was commanding the ball well. We've seen he have, you know, have command issues in his last outing, had big-time command issues, and a lot of this season has had command issues. But a 20-year-old at double A, you see the upside here. I mean, he can dominate when he's right, and he dominated tonight. Woods Richardson, I think – is off the radar in some ways because he just hasn't pitched much for the Twins, even though he was traded for you know the best pitcher they've had since Johan Santana and Jose Barrios. But Woods Richardson is a top prospect for a reason, and he's a guy to continue to watch, and, and I will continue to talk about as he makes his starts because I think he's important. It was a fun game today, that second one for the Twins to come back and win. First one, Joe Ryan was outstanding. So it was good. I mean, it was fun to watch today. Ryan, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad the Twins took one of two today and they will close with Cleveland tomorrow they've played Cleveland well this year I think they're now uh I want to say 11 and 7 11 and 7 against Cleveland I believe is the record um and they'll have one more tomorrow so we'll see how they finish excited for that and uh thank you for listening again follow me on Twitter at Nashwalker9 follow the show at Lockdown Twins if you ever have a question about a player let me know let me know what you uh what's on your mind tweet at me dm me whatever let me know. I'll talk about them. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and go twins. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event. Now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to exciting. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.